Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Hello, everyone. This is Josh Booty on the LSU football podcast on the Believe Podcast Network, um, and we're excited to talk about LSU, and of course the weekend, it's going to be so much fun, we got two college football playoff matchups, we're two days away, only two days away from LSU OU, um, as well as Clemson Ohio State, and um, as I started looking into these games, man, there's a lot to talk about, I mean, from recruiting last week, National Signing Day, to all the hypotheticals that could go on here in this college football playoff matchups, the bowls, uh, the players involved. Of course, Joe Burrow won the Heisman Trophy, our quarterback at LSU, and what a tremendous year he's having. And I'll give a shout-out to my uh, partner on my radio show weekly, Ben Mintz. He says, when you're hot, you're hot. And uh, we could give all of the stats uh, Burrow has out uh, on here, but, um, you know, He's just been as good as it gets. Uh, we won't go through his stats, but he's only had 97 incompletions all year, 439 attempts, uh, completing the ball about 78% of the time, which is a uh, college football record. Yeah, that's right. It's unbelievable what he's been able to do. And I've been around college football a long time, and these offenses we're seeing now at the playoff level are incredible. I mean, SEC record-breaking LSU has been fun to watch, and Finally, I mean, we've watched a lot of LSU football through the years. I played there 20 years ago, and, man, what an offense this one is to watch. I would have loved to play in something like this, and I know all the quarterbacks in the past would have loved to play in this spread offense, uh, this system that they've put in place. Of course, uh, kudos to uh, Coach Orgeron for bringing in Joe Brady along with Steve Ensminger. They've done an unbelievable job of uh, orchestrating this offense. And what I like most about our offense is the way that we catch the football and run after the catch. And I love our the, the, the one-on-one balls, the 50-50 balls. It seems like we're coming down with about 80% of the 50-50 balls. So our receivers are doing one heck of a job. And all three of the, the stars uh, at the wideout position are going to play on Sunday. There's no doubt about Jamar Chase. Uh, uh, Jefferson's had an unbelievable year. Marshall missed some games, but he's had an unbelievable unbelievable year Terrace Marshall so uh, we've been really impactful at that position and at the tight end position Thaddeus Moss same way he's just been a heck of a player for us also Clyde Edwards Hilaire out of the backfield catching the football and I think that's what's been the difference this year from other years is us understanding what we're wanting to do, never changing uh, what we're wanting to do uh, from start to finish in a ball game, and really creating an identity of that wide open attack and uh, staying with or staying on the attack uh, week in, week out. And that's why Burroughs' numbers are so incredible because there's just foot to the pedal and uh, we go, go, go. And um, man, our receivers are playing well. Jamar Chase, 1,500 yards. Uh, big playability, of course, 20.5 yards per catch. Justin Jefferson, 88 catches, leads the team uh, in that category. 1,207 yards, 14 touchdowns. Terrace Marshall, 37 catches, 545, averaging 14.7 yards per catch, 10 touchdowns. Thaddeus Moss has 38 catches, so one more than Marshall for 435. He's averaging 11.5 
4.4. That's awesome for a tight end. So the guy's getting open, and when he catches the ball, he's doing some uh, damage. What I like a lot about Burrow is outside the pocket or under pressure how well he's playing and uh, his his QB rating uh, under pressure is 146.5 his QBR and that's the highest in college football since 2013 by 30 uh point so when he's pressured he's even better and that's really uh been um you know i guess he's being a him being a fifth year senior and being an accomplished kid a guy that's been around football a long time but understanding his surroundings and being able to throw uh on the run or with some people in his face so uh, it's just been a heck of a year, and like I said, when you're hot, uh, you're hot. And, uh, you know, as a quarterback, you're only as good as people around you. And I can speak from a quarterback's perspective uh, about as good as anybody, I think, just because I played uh, at a high, high level. And um, I understand great quarterbacks make everyone step their game up, but you got to have those people around you. Good leaders uh, are the same way in business and in and, and sports. I mean, play calling has helped. There's no doubt about it. And, uh, you know, red zone efficiency efficiency has been unbelievable uh, we've kind of opened up the parameters and, and I'll get back to that offense I mean we have opened up the parameters and allowed our our, our players and that's a you know a real testament to Orgeron at letting our guys be the best players that they can be and putting them in unbelievable situations and uh, I just, uh, you know, it, it's unbelievable. We got weapons all over the field uh, on the on the defensive side of the ball. Uh, we've been playing better. Uh, we've gone from 50th in the country to mid 20s on uh, total defense in terms of uh, where we rank uh, across the board nationally. Uh, Stingley's had an unbelievable year. Fulton's going to be a first round pick. Um, they just don't allow a lot of targets their way, and um, so teams are, you know, they there's a lot of incompletions from the from the opposition, and they get themselves in third and long when you when you uh, you know when you can get teams away from completing balls time after time after time you can get off the field defensively and give your offense a real chance uh, by playing stingy uh, on the outside and that's what happened at Georgia that's what happened against uh, uh, what happened to A&M when we played them at home is we were real stingy on the outside there wasn't anything uh, open and um a lot of in, uh, incompletions happen, and teams get in third and long against us, and then we can we can uh, pin our ears back, and and we can rotate some guys on the defensive uh, line and in the front seven, and uh, we can get after the quarterback, and that's exactly uh, what happened. You get teams one dimensional when you're really really good on the perimeter defensively, and we've been able to be that. So it's uh it's been fun, uh, been fun to watch. Let's talk a little bit about the recruiting, and that happened last week. All the recruiting rankings. Uh, it was amazing. LSU did have a great recruiting class. I mean, uh, one of the top uh, LSU recruiting classes in the last decade, and um, they're ranked number five overall. We signed two five-stars, 13 four-stars. In comparison, the top two, Clemson had six five-stars, 11 four-stars. So we had two more four-stars than Clemson and three less five-stars. Bama, three five-stars, 19 four-stars. Um, so Clemson and Bama came in one-two. We came in five. There's several other players out there we'd like to get. 
uh, but Clemson and Bama landed big, big name quarterbacks as well, and that put them at the top. DJ Ugalele from St. John Bosco, Clemson, he's 6'5", 240, can really throw the rock. He's the number one dropback passer in his class. Bama signed Bryce Young, uh, an athlete, dual threat quarterback from modern day in California. Uh, both those kids came out of the Trinity League and traveling to the south and to the east coast. Clemson and Bama land the one and two class. LSU at number five. Um, we would like to get the North Shore running back, and I think uh, there's a real good chance there, but uh, we didn't sign him in the early signing period, and uh, he could uh, vault that class up a ton. Um, there's no doubt about it. LSU landed Eric Gilbert, number one tight end. Uh, in the country, out of Georgia, plucked him right out from under Kirby Smart at Georgia. And uh, I'm telling you what, I've seen this kid on film, quarterback's dream dream scenario. So the next two LSU quarterbacks are going to be excited about this. There is no doubt about it. Top uh, top recruits 2020 in the breakdown conference-wise, four, 41 of the top uh, 100 players uh, signed with SEC schools, so that's over 40% of the top 100 players, ESPN top 100 recruits, signed with SEC schools. Unbelievable. 16 to the ACC, 14 to the Big Ten, Pac-12 signs 8, Big 12 signs 8. So look at that comparison. If you look at the Pac-12 and Big 12, especially on the lower end of that uh, spectrum, uh, five times as many players out of the top 100 went to the SEC as they did the Pac-10 or uh, or Pac-12 or Big 12. So what a day recruiting for the entire SEC. Um, There's, uh, like I said, lots to talk about LSU, Oklahoma, uh, unbelievable game coming up. We're going to talk about it right after the break. LSU, Oklahoma, we'll touch on Clemson, Ohio State, but we'll talk about the four big games. We'll run down some of the other big games, but man, we got, uh, we got a slate coming up this week and next week, of course, with January 1 with the bowl games, we'll talk about the best running backs in college football. None of them are present at the Heisman Trophy presentation, which right, was a little, a little odd. Usually you'll have a running back there, but there the were three quarterbacks in the defense at the end. Uh, we'll talk about those running backs and We'll break those uh, down, too. Uh, we'll also talk about the best weapons in college football. i got three written down. I want you guys rushing. to hear about it. Uh, they got 34 rushing touchdowns. Jalen Hurts, 222 of 309 on the season, 3,634 yards, up over 70% completion percentage, two at 71.8, 32 touchdowns, seven picks. Uh, he's got 87 incompletions all year long, so what a year this kid's having. He was also at the Heisman Trophy presentation. He's got 219 rushing for 1255, 5.7 yards per carry, 18 touchdowns. He's accounted for 51 touchdowns on the season, same as Joe Burrow uh, nationally. To be number uh, to tie for number one nationally in touchdowns accounted for as a whole. Um, Kennedy Brooks, he's got about a thousand yards rushing, six point seven yards uh, average. Uh, per rush and five touchdowns. They've got a duo a ride receiver, C.D. Lamb. Everyone's heard of C.D. Lamb. He's a household name. If you watch college football, he's got over 1,200 yards receiving, 58 catches. Big, big playability. He averages more per play than Jamar Chase at 20.8 yards per play, 14 touchdowns. Jamar Chase is at 20.5 with 18 touchdowns. So comparables there. There's no doubt about it. Charleston Rambo, another receiver that they have at Oklahoma. Big-time guy, big-time threat, 42 catches. Catches 734 yards, 17.5 yards per catch, and five touchdowns. Um, they have one thing that, that that I saw caught my eye. They've turned the ball over 12 times in the last six games, and they had two super close games with Baylor. One, you, as you'll remember, they came back from 28 to three down. 
in the second half. Uh, but but Hertz was really the answer to uh, all of their issues and problems when they did get down. He's just a dynamic player. Uh, you know, of course, he played it at uh, at Alabama. He's beat LSU before. He gets them again in this playoff situation. Alabama's sitting at the at the crib. They're back at the house. So uh, Jalen Hurts is pr- pretty excited about this matchup, I'm sure. He's a guy that wants to throw the ball. He's a physical, dynamic runner when he runs. Huge play capability at all times. Has become a better passer under Lincoln Riley. There's no doubt about that. He's the toughest guy on the field. That's one thing that I remember seeing him at Alabama as he willed his team to win a lot of times, but he was the toughest football player on the field. He is a big, strong, athletic superstar. He's a weight room guy, a born leader, uh, you know, and uh, – LSU is going to have a better pass defense than what he's used to uh, and what he's seen all year, but the kid is dangerous. And um, so he's super dangerous, a lot like our quarterback Joe Burrow and the other quarterbacks in the the other playoff game, Trevor Lawrence and Justin Fields. Uh, Now, Oklahoma, I think the keys to them in this this game is time of possession. They've got to stay balanced. They've got to be able to stay with with their entire game plan. They can't get out of whack. and try to do stuff, uh, you know, if they get down big and we score a couple times early, they've got to stick with what they do. You cannot become one-dimensional in this uh, in this game and get down 17, 21 points. I think it just won't work in this contest. Uh, you know, that's football 101, but that that bodes the same in this, in this game. Um, they were able to come back against Baylor, but Baylor's not as capable as we are on both sides of the football. Uh, so we can keep them from capitalizing on defense a lot uh, better than I think Baylor uh, can. And on defense, uh, you know, they've got to uh, – they can't have breakdowns. they got to limit big plays, period. They better sure up that secondary and be good at some man-to-man coverage stuff uh, because we'll throw a lot at them. LSU will throw a ton at them. They'll, we'll make them cover every blade of grass. And uh, they will have to use the nickel and dime players, and they will have to play extremely – well in coverage scenarios and um you know i like i like my tigers i think the line's 14 now um the the oklahoma has a linebacker in kenneth murray spectacular this kid can play now scoring defense though they're 50th in the country uh scoring offense they're fifth in the country so they score a bunch of points uh we're third in the country on scoring offense and scoring defense we're 27 so we're a bit better uh on both sides of the football uh one thing that oklahoma does do they lead the nation in yards per play and they have a championship caliber pedigree. They've been to the last three playoffs uh, in a row. They've won the past five Big 12 championships, so this is not going to be a slouch. I mean, this Oklahoma team comes in loaded, uh, as they do every year. Of course, they won the last two Heisman trophies there with Baker Mayfield and Kyler Murray until Joe Burrow took this year away, and they could have easily won three in a row because Jalen Hurts is so darn good. I think the LSU keys uh, on defense is we've got to get off the field. We've got to hem Jalen Hurts up and don't let him loose on broken plays or design quarterback runs. And that's what Lincoln Riley does such a good job of. The head coach and play caller at Oklahoma is design QB runs and then down the field throws, uh, you know, uh, scattered in with a lot of short, timely passing plays. It gives uh, them a real chance to to move the football play in, play out, and stay on schedule offensively. Um, 
I think that uh, we've got to make uh, we've got we've got to make the other offensive options beat you. Besides Jalen Hurts to limit first downs, I call them stick movers. We've got to limit those first down plays, and we got to get off the field. Um, you know, I think on offense we got to utilize our weapons. Uh, there will be some favorable matchups out there, especially in empty sets, four and five wide receiver sets. If Clyde Lair Edwards can go, I think. Uh, if Clyde Edwards Lair can go, sorry, I think um, you know he'll give us a real edge in matchups because of the the problems that they'll have. They can't cover him with linebackers, and then he's such a stud runner after he gets the football that he can make some plays. So, a lot like in the Alabama game, he could be a huge component to uh, our offensive production in uh, the big game. Uh, let's talk a little bit about Clemson and Ohio State. We got several minutes left, and uh, Clemson scoring offense number four in the nation. Scoring defense number one. This Fiesta Bowl is going to be awesome. Clemson eight game win streak, thirty one plus point uh, victories, and eight in a row. Longest streak since nineteen oh five. They beat up Florida State, Louisville, Wake Forest, South Carolina, Virginia, Boston College. Uh, they got a linebacker Isaiah Simmons. It's some kind of good rush pass coverage skills, tackling mechanics, smart, lean. He can run. He's he's lanky, hard nosed. He's a rangy guy. I think he gives them a real chance against Ohio State in the way that they, you know, run the RPO and and Ryan Day and those guys coach it up there at Ohio State. So it's gonna be fun to watch that defense that Clemson has. Last year they lost three or four big time defensive linemen to the NFL draft, but of course Trevor Lawrence is back. Travis Etienne, who's an unbelievable tailback, is back, and they've got great receivers as well. So. Going to be an awesome matchup on, on, on both sides of the ball for these both teams. Ohio State, number one scoring offense in the country, number three in scoring defense in the country. Of course, the Big Ten champ, uh, first team in history, uh, college football team in history with Heisman finalists on both sides of the ball in the same year. Ju- uh, Justin Fields and Chase Young were both present in New York for the Heisman Trophy presentation. Um, Big Ten teams haven't scored a single point since Ohio State won it all in 2015 in these playoff games. So Ohio Ohio State really wants to make a a mark for the Big Ten, and uh, I think they will. I I do. I like their chances in this game. Fields, uh, 50 total TDs. He comes in right behind Hurts and Burrow, uh, a touchdown less. He's thrown 44 touchdowns to one interception. So uh, that ratio leads leads the nation. Unbelievable. Uh, odds to win the national championship, LSU, 31% chance to win the national championship. Ohio State, 29% chance to win the national championship. Clemson, 27, and Oklahoma at three. So they're not giving uh, – Vegas is not giving Oklahoma a big uh, chance to win this whole thing. LSU gets Oklahoma, of course, the number one versus number four team. A little easier road for LSU. Vegas is thinking they give us the nod at 31 over Ohio State at 29, Clemson 27. So uh, we come in a little higher. Uh, I saw some hypotheticals out there. If Clemson and LSU play, it'll be a pick 'em game in Vegas. If Ohio State and LSU play, it'll be LSU minus one and a half. If Oklahoma beats LSU and they play Clemson, they'll be getting 12 and a half. And if Oklahoma beats LSU and plays Ohio State, they'll be getting 11 and a half. So those are some of the hypotheticals as we speak um, that are out there. Uh, one of the things that I wanted to mention was uh, talk about these best running backs in college football. And, man, there has been some good ones, and I'll close it with this. 
these are my list of the best college running backs in college football. I know this is uh, outside of the box, but I wanted to mention these guys. J.K. Dobbins, Jonathan Taylor, Chula Hubbard, Travis Etienne, uh, Najee Harris, and Clyde Edwards-Hilaire. They, these five or six, five, six backs that I just mentioned, these six running backs have made a real impact in college football, and we'll take J.K. Dobbins and break him down first. He's off to the races back. He's a real talent. Jonathan Taylor, complete back, tough. Wisconsin kid is one of the best running backs in college football history. Chuba Hubbard, game-breaking uh, talent. He can take it the distance at any time, and he's got some shakes. Travis Etienne, speed kills. Uh, the way he runs the football, he runs angry and downhill, and it's fun to watch. Najee Harris, best overall back in my opinion. He can do a lot in the pass game. He can block. I mean, he's a strong, tough kid. I've seen him have some more spectacular runs on the season, and he's, you know, he's when Tua went out, he had to really carry the load for Alabama. So, you know, probably the best offensive player overall on their entire team uh, when two is not playing there's no doubt about that and then Clyde Edwards man he's just perfect uh, offensive weapon in the spread scheme and he's been tremendous in the big games for us at LSU and I think he'll bode well in some of these uh, big games coming up and I do think we we play in the national championship which will be in New Orleans I can't wait to see it um, man there's been some great quarterback playing college football this year of course with Fields and Tua and Lawrence and Burrow and Hurts and Herbert up in Oregon uh, uh, there have been some great plays this year. Of course, I think one of the best weapons in college football is our guy, Jamar Chase. Uh, when I think about the top three weapons in college football, I think about Jamar Chase, who won the Bolitnikoff, our wide receiver, uh, Waddle at uh, at Alabama, the slot receiver and return specialist. He's so much fun to watch. And then Chase Young at Ohio State, the sack master. Those three, I think, are three of the best weapons in college football and have been uh, super fun to watch. So, uh, you know, I'm going to leave you with this. I think uh, LSU beats Oklahoma. I think we beat them by two touchdowns. I think it. I don't think we beat them by much more than that. I think Oklahoma can score some points. There's, there's no doubt they're in the big game for a reason. But I do think we handle our business, and I think that uh, Ohio State will win the the other college football playoff game, and it'll be Joe Burrow against his former team in the Superdome for the national championship. And um, a lot riding on this week in, in January 13th. It's going to be fun to watch. I'm so pumped about it. Uh, I appreciate you guys for listening today. Thanks for listening to the Believe in LSU Football Podcast on the Believe Podcast Network. We're out. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.